Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Kyrie Irving apparently has a short list of teams he would consider on a sign-and-trade basis if he can't reach an agreement to stay with the Brooklyn Nets. Courtney Cronin, Mike Wells with you on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. According to Woj, those teams include the Lakers, the Clippers, the Knicks, the Heat, the Mavs, and the 76ers. So six teams that Kyrie Irving would potentially consider if he doesn't get the max sort of deal that he wants from the Brooklyn Nets. How does all of this affect, the, this uncertainty affect Kyrie's, er, Kyrie Irving's future with the Brooklyn Nets and the odds that this team can contend for a championship next season? Let's bring in Aaron Dolan, ESPN sports betting analyst, kind enough, kind enough to join us here on Canty and Carlin. Aaron, there, there's so much with like whether Kevin Durant's going to want to stay, if Kyrie Irving doesn't get his way. As we look at the big picture of a team that's trying to bounce back from its first-round exit let, let this past season in the NBA playoffs, how does all of this uncertainty affect the Brooklyn Nets' odds for contending for a championship? We lost oh, do we have Aaron there? Then we lost her. Well, yes, the- nope, you got me. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, I'm good. My bad. Had the mute button on. Happens more often in meetings than I would like. But where I was going uh, when I was talking for a few seconds there, with the Brooklyn Nets, you're seeing the odds right now at plus 700. They're behind the Warriors and the Celtics. The Warriors are plus 500. The Celtics are plus 600. So what this tells me right now is that no matter what, the odds makers, they're having factored into the line that Kyrie Irving will stay. Let's say, for example, the odds makers took the Brooklyn Nets odds of plus 700. They moved it back to plus 900. And people were assuming, okay, there's no final answer yet on Kyrie Irving. This is a great price to grab the Nets should KD and Kyrie stay. So then that could kind of switch the market to becoming a huge liability for the sports books. So they're going to keep this number low on the Brooklyn Nets. We even saw this last season when Kyrie couldn't play in home games and they were going on these long losing streaks. A team like the Brooklyn Nets that has KD, Kyrie, the potential for Ben Simmons to come back, They're not going to move the odds on a team like the Brooklyn Nets until there is a final answer. Despite Kyrie putting out these feelers or this tweet, I should say, of where he'd want to go, none of the odds have changed whatsoever. I've been tracking them all day. So I'm not really sure. I would would say the the Clippers moved down a little bit. They're plus 800. They're plus 750. But in general, some people might just be banking on the Clippers being better nonetheless just due to health, health coming back to that team, especially with Clyde Leonard and things like that. But Overall, it's definitely something to track. I think if, you know, Kyrie and then you, you see KD leave the Nets, that's a totally different situation. Those odds are going to change like crazy. But, again, nobody ever knows what's going on in the minds of Kyrie Irving. Hey, Aaron, later on tonight, a number of basketball players will hear their names called at the NBA draft. Um, mm-hmm. Is there a market that you have your eye on um, in the draft tonight? Yeah, so the markets have been crazy all day. So Ventura was minus 200 this morning. And then, of course, Woj tweeted out what he thought was going to be the order or, you know, per his sources, Jabari Smith is supposed to be going to Orlando. This was something we all thought even 48 hours ago because he was the favorite. He's now moved back to the favorite to go number one overall. He's minus 165. But 
you don't see shifts like that often within a 24-hour period. So, of course, there's so many rumors flying around, people talking, et cetera. So I personally wasn't betting on who's going to go first, second, third, things like that. I was looking at more of draft positions. And the one that stuck out to me, because there's not much value, to be honest, in a lot of these markets, but Keegan Murray to go over five and a half draft positions. We basically know where the top three positions are going to go. Then we have the Kings at four, the Pistons at five. A lot of people thinking he could go to the Pistons, but when you look at that market, you're seeing a couple of players of plus money there. So they're not really positive on who's going to go in the Pistons spot. And just overall, he was great at Iowa. You know, he's a six, eight type guy, but most of his points came in the post. And I'm a little concerned that going into the NBA, going against some of these big guys, he won't be as successful. Also his age kind of plays a factor in this. We saw the top five be all freshmen last season as well as the season before that. And obviously we know he's 21 about to turn 22. So that could play a factor as well. But again, there's not crazy, uh, I would say, value into betting any of these markets right now. And it's kind of, you know, crazy. The odds maker is always ahead of us. They already put out the rookie of the year odds, which is a little bit wild. So that's also something you can bet into right now. Talking with Aaron Dolan, ESPN sports betting analyst here on Canty and Carlin. With the draft coming up tonight, we always think, you know, projecting that out towards next year. As you mentioned, some of the rookie of the year odds are already released, and we don't know where any of these people are going officially. But do you expect Mm -hmm. the NBA Finals odds to change for next season based on anything that happens tonight? I do not. And the reason being is a lot of these players, I mean, look at the teams in the order. I mean, you've got, you know, Oklahoma City Thunder, you got the Orlando Magic with that number one pick. It's teams that need to rebuild. So you're not going to see a crazy movement. What you're going to see a crazy movement in a type of futures market is if a Kyrie Irving leaves, if Kevin Durant leaves, if James Harden doesn't opt into his contract next week. Those are more so the things you want to look at. But in terms of the NBA Rookie of the Year odds, the favorite right now, I should say the co-favorite, is Vanchero plus 350 with Jabari Smith. But again, when you're looking at these NBA Rookie of the Year odds, you have to think last season, Scotty Barnes had won it. He was 11-1 to 1 going into the season, dropped down to like plus 250, then shot back up to plus 800 a month later. Like they move around so much because of the health and availability and how teams really use these players that it's really tough to bet into that market right now. I would wait until you see how some of these players are really put into the lineups come next season. Again, you can bet this throughout all next NBA season. I know we get really excited for the upcoming seasons, but it's not something I would say, you know, before the draft even happens to be betting in. Aaron, the Colorado Avalanche are one victory away from um, winning the uh, Stanley Cup trophy, uh, being up 3-1 to over the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning. How should people be playing this series if it's one game or if it's going to extend past another game? Yeah, so there's absolutely no value in betting into this market if you like the Colorado Avalanche. The odds are just so terrible. So it's not something that you want to bet into, again, if you like the Avalanche to be able to win the next game, and then obviously they would win the Cup. But with the Tampa Bay Lightning, if you do think they have a shot, I would say there's value in taking it. But again, when a team's down you know, 3-1, the Tampa Bay Lightning, they look pretty tired. I mean, they lost two games in overtime. That one, that second game, they lost seven zip. They're not great on the road. They got outscored 11-3 to in the first two games. So now that this series is heading back on the road, obviously the abs are going to be favored in this upcoming matchup, which they should be. Um, I would lean towards the over for this next game, which is tomorrow night. Um, out of the four games, three have gone over. And as I mentioned, Tampa Bay, you know, outscored them 11-3 to in the first two games. I don't think that's going to change. And then if I was looking at a player prop, I would look at Nathan McKinnon over four and a half shots. 
you sit this in three or four games, averaging 5.5 shots per game, instead of kind of playing him in, in a more defensive role, which they did the first two games, they're allowing him to just, you know, create offensive chances for this team. And you're going to probably see him go over four and a half. It's not the best value. It's minus 145. But if you are looking for a player prop, I do like that one. Injuries and fatigue, injuries coupled with fatigue seem to be the Achilles heel, so to speak, for the Tampa Bay Lightning. you got to think about it. This is their third straight deep run into June. Mm-hmm. They won back-to-back Stanley Cups last year. It's almost like playing an entire uh, extra season in the last three yeah. years. And it uh, certainly has taken a toll on them right now, down 3-1 to one to the Colorado Avalanche in the Stanley Cup Finals. She is Aaron Dolan, ESPN Sports betting analyst, kind enough to join Courtney Cronin and Mike Wells here on ESPN Radio. Aaron, thanks so much for the time. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Good luck, guys. Thank you. And just a reminder for tonight, you can see where Jabari Smith, Paolo Bancaro, Chet Holmgren, some of the names that Aaron was talking about, where they're going to go in this year's NBA draft. Our coverage presented by Credit Karma begins tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time on most ESPN radio stations and on the ESPN app. Coming up next, Roger Goodell says he has no authority to remove Daniel Snyder as the owner of the Washington Commanders. That and more coming out of Wednesday's congressional hearing on the Washington Commanders football team. That's next, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. On Wednesday, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell testified before the House Oversight Committee on Congress, which is looking into allegations of workplace misconduct regarding the Washington Commanders football team. The committee also addressed the desire to subpoena Commander's owner Dan Snyder to testify in front of Congress because he was not present during the hearing on Wednesday. This is Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Courtney Cronin, and Mike Wells, as always, presented by Progressive Insurance. So things got a little heated during this, this session with Congress, Mike, on Wednesday, and it was Roger Goodell over Zoom. So... It, it obviously has like a different element and, and a different feel to it when it's not in person. But 
The question on the minds of many on the committee is, given all of these allegations and all of the reports and all of the evidence and all of, you know, everything that clearly shows, including the NFL fining the Washington Commanders $10 million because of everything that went on and has gone on under Dan Snyder's watch, that why can't Roger Goodell, who was the commissioner of the NFL, just remove him as an owner. Here's the exchange between Representative Rashida Tlaib from Michigan and Roger Goodell during this hearing on whether this conduct is enough for Roger Goodell to re- to remove Dan Snyder as an owner. I have not seen a workplace in the NFL um, that is anywhere near what we saw in the context of that period of time for the Washington Commanders. Yes or no, are you willing to do more? Yes, of course I'm willing to do more. I never said that we were going to stop. I actually said the opposite. We will continue. But you have to recommend that Dan Snyder be removed as a team owner. You can recommend that Dan Snyder be removed as a team owner. The gentleman may answer her question. Your time has expired. You may answer her question. Should Dan Snyder be removed? I think I'm good. Remove him. Will you remove him? I don't have the authority to remove him, Congresswoman. So it feels to me like Rashida Tlaib kind of got herself in a little bit of hot water there because as you're following that exchange, you know, are you willing to do more? And he's like, well, yeah, we haven't said that we we said we wanted to do more. He didn't go into specifics there. At the end, when her time ran out, before that, she said, you can recommend that he, and then she kind of trailed off, but that's, you know, him, you can recommend his removal. So when she's pressed to just ask the question once her time's up, she said, will you remove him? And that gave Roger Goodell the chance, Mike, to give the very PC answer that he doesn't indeed have the ability to remove Daniel Snyder as the owner of the Washington Commanders. But as the commissioner of the NFL, he has the authority and the ability to recommend the other owner's vote mm-hmm. on whether Roger on whether Daniel Snyder should be removed as the owner. And according to NFL bylaws, that would only take 75% of owners voting yes in order for that to happen. So that would be 24 of the 32 owners. So he does have the ability to do something. Feels like he kind of got off easy on that question just because of the way that it was asked. Yeah, and listen, that that that'll be um, that'll be part of my topic at the uh, in, I, your uh, alma mater of Indiana University and media school at how to ask questions and everything. But th- this whole situation, I, I continue to ask myself, just like many others, how many strikes does Commanders owner Daniel uh, Snyder get? At what point are other owners around the NBA? Excuse me, the NFL going to say he's a, he is emb- embarrassing us, the league as a whole with all the stuff that continues to pop up and all the allegations of everything coming up, when when are we going to say, okay, Daniel Snyder, it's time for you to step down as owner. So if, I, if I'm, if i you know, whether, um, you know, Robert Kraft or Jim or say another owner on the league, I'm like, how many strikes? How many strikes does he get till he officially strikes out? It just continues to be going on and on and on. If I was a member of the organization of the Washington Commanders, I would be embarrassed right now to be part of that organization because everything continues to come out into the negative light about that franchise that is not is, is, is putting a dark cloud over the rest of the NFL. Yeah, I mean, and very clearly a lot of people within this organization are very embarrassed about what's happening. You saw that uh, head coach uh, Ron Rivera released a statement yesterday 
regarding this whole thing. And, and it's his way kind of of covering, um, you know, his own basis and also saying, hey, I wasn't here when all of this was happening. And this is half the reason that I was hired to help clean up the culture. But everything that continues to come out about Daniel Snyder, and, and we mentioned he was the, the organization was already fined $10 million uh, because of these workplace allegations of workplace misconduct, sexual harassment, all the things that went on behind closed doors that the incredible reporting of places like the Washington Post began to uncover. You know, Daniel Snyder at that point was removed from day-to-day operations, and that was, you know, a big topic of conversation at owners meetings because it was like is he part of it in some capacity is he not and Roger Goodell said that no it's not like he had been brought back in this thing but to the bigger point here explaining the Daniel Snyder saga to someone who may not understand the NFL or follow football whatever like really makes you question how we've let it go this long without consequences. Because when you say this stuff out loud about all the passes that he and the Washington commanders have been given, and the fact that we're at this point right now, where we've got Congress involved in this, Mike, this is not just like the NFL doing its own investigation, which it did. Beth Wilkinson uh, was hired, an attorney who was hired to do an investigation into the Washington football team, which Congress found out in its findings it released yesterday that Daniel Snyder had undermined this by doing his own shadow investigation to intimidate employees from wanting to speak out, to try to cover himself and, and protect himself by encouraging, discouraging employees from coming forward to sharing their experiences. Like, it, it just gets more absurd the more you talk about it and the more details you go into here. Yet, Roger Goodell is still standing behind the shield and the fact that the owners employ him. They keep him employed, so he has to think long and hard if he really wants to push that button by recommending the vote, that they vote to remove Daniel Snyder, because in the end of the day, Daniel Snyder is still one of his 32 bosses. The thing that this is going to get interesting with uh, soon, could there be enough fan pressure that's going to force Roger Goodell into that situation where he has to recommend to owners to vote to remove Daniel Snyder? Yeah, and that that's going to be an interesting time. And you're making an excellent excellent point, Courtney, in saying that at some point Goodell's going to have to slide that finger over and say, all right, hey, guys, we, we, we need to vote on this issue. You guys should vote on it and see because it, it just continues to be a blemish on the NFL on this. And, like, I mean, the fact that Congress is in the mix now tells you that this is just not something, you know, a small matter. This is a matter that continues, continues to – bring out more and more news about what's going on. I mean, the Washington Post has been reporting on this nonstop on what's going on. I mean, I'm at the point now where every single day, all right, is there going to be a new new story coming out on something Daniel Snyder did that essentially kind of got swept under the rug and did not get talked about? Yeah. I mean, how many strikes is it going to take? Clearly it's beyond three. And there's different rules for different folks. And if you are an owner, a billionaire owner in the NFL, the leash is a little longer, but you know, this has been a constant in all of these findings that Congress has uncovered and and publicized within the Washington commanders football team of how Daniel Snyder, when this whole investigation was going on, was undermining the investigation. Nothing's been done about that. And it doesn't feel like in the short term, anything will be done about it until there's enough pressure on commissioner Roger Goodell to put some, you know, action behind his words and and get owners to do something because enough is enough. And the fact now is that he will be subpoenaed to testify 
what he will say under oath, I can't imagine will be anything other than, um, you know, his Fifth Amendment, saying the Fifth Amendment over and over and over again as to not incriminate himself. But um, his day in court's going to come. It's just going to be interesting to see what actually comes out of that and if indeed there is enough public pressure to remove him as the owner of the Washington Commanders. Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive can protect your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, ATV, RV, and more. In short, a whole ton of things. Bundle today at Progressive.com. Straight ahead, we'll stick on this. Somebody who, who's covered the Washington football team, our good friend Kimberly Martin, on what Daniel Snyder's future looks like in the NFL. That's next, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Mike Wells, sitting in for the guys on this Thursday afternoon. As a reminder, the NBA draft is on ESPN Radio with coverage beginning 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Let's tap in now, switch gears, go NFL with Kimberly Martin, ESPN NFL reporter and the host of First Take, Her Take, the podcast. Um, And, Kim, I want to start with what Roger Goodell said in response to Rashida Tlaib's line of questioning during yesterday's congressional hearings that he does not have the authority to remove Daniel Snyder as the owner of the Washington Commanders, he does indeed have the ability to urge owners to vote, which they would need 24 of 32 uh, votes yes to remove Daniel Snyder as the owner of the Washington Commanders. But why why is that? Like within the structure of the NFL right now, shouldn't the commissioner have the final say considering, and I know it's a completely different situation, he has the ultimate say on whether Deshaun Watson is suspended an entire season this year. Like ultimately the personal conduct policy and all things like that fall on the commissioner. Why is it not the same with the personal conduct that the owners have to abide by. Why does he not have that say? Right. That's a great question, Courtney. Thank you guys for having me. Um, you know, earlier today on First Take, I said basically the same thing. Um, you know, morality says he should do more, right? Just when you think of what's right and wrong, when you think of smart business savvy, that should say he should do more because it's affecting potentially the bottom line of the NFL, having Dan Snyder in place, and just common sense when you think of a commissioner of a sports league being should be positioned to have more authority. But here's the thing we talked about on first take is Congress knew this. We know this. The question of whether the structure of the NFL is right or wrong, it, he should have more of a say-so. Um, but – he is beholden to these owners, 32 people, one of them being Daniel Snyder. They're his bosses. That's what is so fascinating about the scenario, and the Congress knows that. Uh, Congress, they've subpoenaed Dan Snyder. He has to testify soon. Um, but having Roger Goodell, he is sort of that, he's the guy that's going to stand in front of the owners 
and, and be in the line of fire, so to speak. He's the one who's going to answer questions because 31 other owners were not called to testify. Um, and really, my question that I brought up that I brought up on all of our shows, NFL Live or First Take, is what's the tipping point? What more is it going to take? I used to be I used to cover this team for the Washington Post. Um, Daniel Snyder is a guy that you know my introduction to him and what he was about was being told, yes, you see him in the hallways, don't talk. Like he doesn't, you know, speak to reporters. He's like that with a lot of his employees. Like don't don't even bother trying to speak to him. You know, and that was four years ago, three years ago, whenever I was on the beat, um, these stories about him, all the stuff that's resurfacing, Washington wants us to feel like he's taking a back seat. He's not having any effect on the day-to-day. They've propped up their diversity numbers and the highest that they've made as proof that Washington is headed in the right direction. That may be fine, but we are still talking about Dan Snyder's past. And as long as he is at the forefront of this organization, my fear for the fan base is that and the good people that I know who are working there and the people looking to try to turn this organization around, they're always going to have to be answering um, questions about Dan Snyder. Hey, Kimberly, as you've, as this, everything's been coming, all the news has been coming out about uh, commander's owner, Daniel Snyder, as you have talked to other people around the league, um, what are, what are people from our organization saying about this latest episode with uh, Daniel Snyder? Uh, I wish I could say this surprised people. There's not, I mean, that's the thing. Cause that's like the first thing you think like, Oh, you know, the first question people ask is, Oh, is this going to be the thing? Unfortunately, there's a lot of skepticism because again, you know, the New York times first wrote about the cheerleading scandal. Then the Washington post has had a series of, of articles published. Now we're talking, Congress has released a 29 page uh, document literally talking about how this man has was trying to intimidate people that um, that were speaking ill of him or journalists, employees that that were trying to get to the bottom of what's really happening in that behind closed doors in the toxic work environment. If if all these stories to this point don't give owners pause. A majority of owners, I don't even, like, people aren't asking for all 31 to agree. Like, a majority of owners not to be, not to say, ugh, this, this can't happen. Because this now is a detriment to the shield. I don't know what will, and that's the, the sentiment I often hear from people around the league. Like, there's nothing that surprises them. And they're, they fully expect Dan Snyder to remain in position. And that's the messed up part about it. The NFL, Congress found, was aware that Daniel Snyder used private investigators to undermine their investigation. But that mm-hmm. didn't, they didn't stop the practice. They let that continue to happen. So it's, it's absolutely bizarre when you talk this out, out loud. Um, mm-hmm. When you think about how many strikes are against this man and, and nothing has happened. We're talking with Kimberly Martin, ESPN NFL reporter, who also covered the Washington Commanders uh, for the Washington Post. And I, I want to shift gears here just on this subject because we know that Roger Goodell says that he can't just go in there and remove Daniel Snyder as the owner of the Washington Commanders. We know that he can use a vote and and recommend that the owners vote on removing Snyder as an owner. Do you feel like there could be enough fan pressure to force the NFL like into this situation where the commissioner in, in you know maybe not too long from now would be recommending owners go ahead and vote on that I don't want to say uh I think anything is possible right but I think when we see 
people spur to action when you're talking about businesses and keep in mind the NFL is a private business. Um, it, you talk about profit, when things start affecting money, when things, you know, I brought up morality earlier. That's not the benchmark for a lot of decisions uh, in, in corporate America. Sometimes it just comes down to, hey, is this person, is this situation detrimental to our bottom line? I think if it comes to that, then, then maybe um, we'll see some change. Uh, fans rallied for years and talked about the name change that finally was changed, you know, not pretty recently, um, you know, so nothing's impossible with this franchise, but it will take a lot more than just fans saying, Hey, this is this guy, the NFL should step in. It's going to take a lot more than that. And lost in all of this, something that wasn't brought up to Congress during the congressional hearing on Wednesday, is the fact that Daniel Snyder had been found guilty uh, within the NFL and the team's own investigation of cooking the books, which when you talk about the bottom line and and you've got billionaires, you don't want to mess with their Mm -hmm. money, like that of all things might actually be uh, the smoking gun in all of this that if he gets Mm -hmm. removed could be the reasoning behind it, not all of the other uh, heinous things that had happened uh, in the workplace mis conduct which I don't even that's not even the right word because it doesn't just accurately describe truly what had happened behind closed doors under Daniel Snyder's leadership in Washington Kimberly we appreciate you jumping on with us thanks so much for the time always thanks guys that's Kimberly Martin ESPN NFL reporter joining Courtney Cronin and Mike Wells here on Canty and Carlin coming up next can you envision a scenario in which Rob Gronkowski returns this season Canty and Carlin ESPN radio Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The greatest tight end in NFL history retired for a second time this week. Rob Gronkowski hanging it up after an incredible career with the New England Patriots and finishing that out with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But as it comes to Gronkowski every single time, we mention him never say never. This is Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Courtney Cronin, Mike Wells sitting in for the guys on this Thursday afternoon. Can you envision a scenario in which Rob Gronkowski gets bored, Mike, and ends up finding his way back into the NFL this season? What would it take? Oh, just simply uh, – Not enough USA ads. <laughs> hey, like, Gronk's phone rings, and it says, hey, hey, Gronk, this is Tom. Of course, Gronk's probably going to say, Tom who? He's going to say, Tom Brady. We need some help in the passing game. I need that big target running down the seam of the field. And being able to throw the ball up, I, can you can you come back for a little bit? And of course, Bronk, Bronk will easily come back. Uh, that's that's the best sake scenario. All it's going to take is Tom Brady to say, "Please come back." I mean, Gronk has proven everything he, that that he's had to prove in his career. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, he's you know the best, you know one of the best tight ends in NFL history. He's won you know numerous Super Bowl titles. He has nothing to play for. He's still young. He's still healthy, but. That Tom Brady call, I can see him coming back. I think the the uh, Buccaneers are the only team that can convince Gronk to come back out of retirement and relaxing on whatever beach he's living on. 
Uh, so that that's it. I mean, is there another case you could see him coming back? No, I mean, it's going to end up being Brady or Bust. Like, you're right. He will not go anywhere else because he loves playing with Tom Brady. That's the reason he came out of retirement the first time around, and it would be uh, the reason he would come out a second time around, in which we'd then be talking about a third retirement. I mean, he's 33 years old. So physically speaking, and I know that he ha- has dealt with some injuries over the years and has you know gone undergone surgery and re- recovered from those things, but he still looks like he's in tremendous shape. He's still performing at an incredible level, which is why Drew Rosenhaus, his agent, told Pro Football Talk that he would not be surprised to see him come back down the road and that he doesn't – Drew Rosenhaus, his agent, doesn't believe that he's done. I get it. I mean, I'm not trying to, like, call his bluff here and and say he's bored, but – I feel like he goes through this every every so often and wants to test out the waters of retirement. And maybe like his buddy Tom Brady, he will indeed get bored this time around or discover that 40 days at home, he could do that eventually down the line and he doesn't need to do it when he could still have a couple of good years left of his football playing career. But for now... He says he's retired, so I guess we've got to take him at his word uh, and see where this goes from here. Coming up next... I've got moving issues. I'm going to tell you about it, ESPN Radio. Courtney Cronin, Mike Wells, sitting in for Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. As always, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. So today is a monumental day for me, Mike Wells. I'm finally doing a radio show in the condo I purchased in Chicago because... I got internet installed here. Like this was this was an act of Congress because a I'm not technologically savvy. B this building's got some sort of electrical issues. I tried to do it the other day and it didn't work, so I had to call on the professionals. Anyways, um, big day for me being actually in Chicago, not having to use the. Uh, wood-paneled basement of my mother's house, which many of you <laughs> listening to Candy and Carlin have heard us talk about, and obviously very, very grateful. Would love to do a show from there in the future. But I've got to go tomorrow to return a desk that I bought. Like, have you ever – many people who have moved know how much stuff you finally realize you have when you see it all in one space. I bought this desk at a retailer that will not be named because we love anybody who wants to sponsor here on ESPN Radio. And they were telling me if I want to return this thing, I have to pay $249 for the company to come pick it up after I paid $249 for the company to come drop it off. Like, tell me that's not highway robbery. Hey, the rich are always trying to get richer, Courtney. That's what it is. They're like, yeah, let's go to get, let's go ahead and get that additional two fifty from uh, let's go five hundred total to deliver and remove. And props to you. Well, actually, uh, what did you say when they said we'll do it for two hundred fifty dollars, remove it for you? I said your warehouse is not far from where I live in Chicago. Can I not just put it into my SUV? That's big enough. I'm not going to damage it. It's big enough to transport the desk back to the warehouse. Can I do it on my own and and forgo the $249 re-delivery fee, if you want to call it that, the pickup fee? And and they said, sure. So sometimes, I mean, I guess the only thing that, uh, only wisdom I can impart on the listeners today is that it can never hurt to ask, so do that in the future but yeah i mean it was these companies like will really nickel and dime you and when you think about like the delivery fees of i got a couch that got delivered that was an expensive fee that came with the furniture as well the uh place where i got the chair i'm currently sitting in a delivery fee i feel like i've spent um 
half my mortgage on fees of, you know, getting things installed, people coming out, contractors, stuff getting delivered. But they're not going to get me on that re-delivery fee. I'm doing that on my own. Well, first of all, welcome to being a homeowner. It is not for the faint of er- heart. Er- where every little thing, things you probably didn't even think about when you um, – you bought your place. Uh, what what, was, what is the craziest thing? What is the most unique thing that you did not think you would have to pay for or you even thought about being a homeowner when it came to moving in or that you had to get done or whatnot? Hmm. Well, I've never been part of an HOA before, so that's oh, an adventure yes. in its own right. And just realizing all the restrictions that condo buildings in Chicago have. Like I had some uh, bookcases that were delivered on Monday, and because Monday was a federal holiday – that was um, technically against building rules. So I just remember I was getting like the evil eye from the building manager and the maintenance man who was just like staring at me as I was getting these bookcases dropped off in the loading dock. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I will take like five minutes. They're not moving anything in. This is not a full move in. This is a delivery, which technically those are allowed, just move ins aren't. But just the amount of rules, like, I'm a free bird. Like, you can't put rules on me. You can't contain me. Like, um, but yeah, I mean, just just realizing that you really don't have your own say in anything when it comes to all of the rules and regulations that are part of an HOA and, and part of you know a building. And if anybody listening to ESPN Radio is an electrician or uh, understands HVAC units, I could really use some help trying hustle. to Get install my uh, nest because I'm currently on the 17th floor. I face directly west in Chicago. It's um it's eighty nine or seventy nine degrees out right now, but it feels like it's eighty nine degrees in here because it is quite sunny. So, yeah, I um homeownership, man, it is it is very difficult because I'm not equipped for this, and you know my um my whole summer I thought you know was going to go to like easing in and getting used to this place and exploring the city, which I I, I hope to do and I plan to do, but. You know, I know when I get off air tonight, I'm like, all right, what box can I unpack next? What, what, you know, I've got to wrap this desk that I'm returning tomorrow in cellophane and, and try to somehow lift this thing into my car. So um, if anybody wants to help me with that, too, by all means, I'm not actually going to give out my address on air, but holler at a player. I'll be here. All, all, all I know is um, I, Courtney showed us that view that she that she has outside of her, her uh, place, and it is an incredible view of uh, Chicago. So despite her complaining, she has one heck of a view that she, that that she's able to look out on and relax and enjoy the city. Hope you got plenty of bubble wrap and, you know, blankets (laughs) and whatever's necessary to wrap that desk up because they are probably going to have a magnifying glass. Oh my gosh. And they are going to look for any type of scratch on it so they can say, you know what? You got to. You have to keep that desk, and if you want us to deliver it back to your place, we'll do it for another two hundred and fifty dollars, <laughs> so you don't get any more scratches on it. From a uh, an establishment that, like you said, we will not discuss uh, o- over the air. So just remember that as you're you're slowly taking it down those seventeen flights on the elevator. The desk tomorrow. is sixty inches long. I'm five foot six and a half, so this desk is basically as tall as me. And it's going to be quite the process of trying to get this thing into the elevator. So um, send some good vibes my way that I don't end up messing up this investment that I made in this desk. And uh, also advice for anybody, just make sure you live in the place for a little bit before you start buying furniture that ends up being too big. (laughs) Because otherwise you're going to be in a situation like I am where 
they're having to return uh, this monstrosity. But you're right, I do enjoy my view right now. It's probably the entire reason why I, I got this place, and I'm very excited to continue to work from this space and do radio shows here on ESPN Radio looking over the Chicago River. Just hope that I don't catch it on a day where I see weird things floating in it because it's filthy. Um, Hot Ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, where you earn rewards with every purchase. Vivid Seats Rewards is your ticket to more tickets. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Coming up next, NBA Draft tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, ESPN Radio. If Jaden Ivey is so highly coveted, why have we not heard his name discussed as a potential top three pick? Could he be going to the New York Knicks? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. That's coming up next. Kenny and Carl on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.